0: Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is
1: Brandon Marsh The Los Angeles Angels and and 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Troy Hunter Jr.
2: You're listening to the All Angels Podcast.
1: Hey, what is up? It is your boy Johnny Mags back at you once again for another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I am joined as always with Daniel Garcia, and uh, another week in Angels baseball—a whole hell of a lot better than last week. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely. No wins last week, so yeah, that was
2: a tough week. Like I said, that was the <laughs> probably the worst week we had as a podcast since we've been doing it for what two and a half years now. So. Yeah. Uh, glad to see that week behind us.
1: Something positive to talk about. Some wins actually. Hey, finally, geez. So um, before we get things started, we like to take a, a, a minute here to talk about our newest sponsor. And it's a new season. Antonio Brown is on the Raiders, kinda. I guess he's got his helmet on. I don't know. Le'Veon Bell is with the Jets. Odell Beckham is with Cleveland. The one thing that hasn't changed is where I'm putting my money down on all the games, and that's my bookie is a place to bet on football every weekend. MyBookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sportsbook, period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping uh, super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000, and it and only costs $100,000 to enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool.
2: I would only recommend a service to my listeners that have been good to me. That's why MyBookie is always the right play. You bet, you win, they pay. MyBookie has live in-game betting on every NFL game. You've got the most reward player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the under over on how many fantasy points a player will score each game.
1: Join now and get $200 in free bre- free bets. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's visit MyBookie online, that's M Y B O O K I E and don't forget to use the promo code CHAIR. When creating your account to claim the bonus, bet, win, and get paid. So my book. There we go. All right, so let's get it kick started. I mean, uh, this week, like I said, like I mentioned, I mean, a lot better than last week. We're actually going to talk about some victories here, but unfortunately, the, when we recorded, we kind of talked about that game. I didn't write too many notes because we, yeah, we covered Thursday, it in the last podcast. So Friday, the Friday, it's Friday. Better, yeah, Friday. We were hoping. Yeah, let's change it around. Break that that little streak we were on, and it really didn't work out. Sixteen to four was the final. The Angels lost in this one. Barrio went five innings. He gave up six hits, five earned runs. He didn't walk anybody. He gave up or he struck out three. The Angels jumped ahead early, three nothing, but were blank until the sevens when they added one more run. But that was all that the Angels could do. They the Angels allowed sixteen runs on fourteen hits. That's that's
2: yeah, yeah. and it's one of those things where when a certain player beats you, it's kind of frustrating. Uh, JD Martinez went four for five with four RBIs and two home runs. Um you know, Jaime d- didn't do terrible. Again, five innings, 99 pitches. I mean, he was right at the 100-pitch mark. But uh, the bullpen went three innings and gave up seven. That was the real backbreaker in the situation was the fact that um, you have Anderson, Mejia, and Cahill uh, contribute to those three ru- three innings and give up seven earned runs. I mean, I don't know um, many teams that are going to win doing that. But uh, definitely a tough way to a tough way to finish a game when they were up 3-0 yeah. at the top of the first
1: Yeah, and they didn't do anything until the 7th, like I said, so they got limited there after they scored those three runs in the first inning. So already the Angels are in the series. The best they can hope for is a split. So going into the next game, the Angels, they won this one 12-4. Hey, now. The only thing – hallelujah, right – the only thing was uh, three and two-thirds of an inning for Andrew Heaney. He gave up three hits, one run, one walk, four Ks. He pitched himself out of, out of a lot of trouble there in the first couple of innings with a lot of yeah, pitches. Yeah, well,
2: part of it, too, was the fact that this is his this was his first start after the, his stand on the IL. So, right. again, um, coming into it, it was pretty well known that the cap for Heaney was going to be around that 80 pitch mark. <laughs> And so he went three and two-thirds, but his pitch count was at 74. But like you said, he had to work out of a lot of Mm. situations. And when you do that, obviously, your pitch count's going to go up. Obviously, um, you're not going to be able to go long into games as you want. But again, two and three, uh, three and two-thirds, three hits, one One and run again, was a good good start considering the circumstances in which, you know, coming off the I.L., you don't want to push him too much considering the season is the way it is.
1: Yeah, so the Angels, like the day before, jumped ahead to a first-inning 3-0 lead, and that was capped by a Justin Upton home run. Driven out toward right field, toward the corner, has a chance to sneak out of here, and it does. A big fly for Justin Upton the opposite way, 3-0 Angels. Good to see Upton score some runs there, uh, get some runs in with runners in scoring position. So gets it over pesky pole there in the corner. And then the six, the Angels add on capped by a Mike Trout two run home run, his first ever home run. In and that,
2: Park. W- that was super like I did not see that at all. Like I was no. surprised to hear yeah. that you would just think the you know, the success he's had over his career that and playing Boston every year in Boston, whether it's three or four games, you would just think. Eventually, or, or sooner or later, he at least got in contact with one of them, and at least made one home run. But
1: especially that little, that you know, the big monster, the the is not far. No, it's just high. It's just high. So you yeah. would think he'd have one already. Or what? even
2: like how Upton did his and kind of wrapped it around Pesky's pole. Yeah. That's only, what, three, like 310 down the line. And you got to do this right yeah. around the pole and yeah. not that far. But yeah, I was really surprised to hear that that was his first career home run in Boston. I was That was yeah. something that was a little bit of a shock.
1: He smashed that one, too. So the Angels would keep adding to that and win this, this one, 12 out of four, breaking the streak. They won.
2: They won again. Yeah, the there we go.
1: Um, so heading into the next game, you know. Well, pitched pitch the ninth. Uh, now. Right now, he'd be saying, we're nasty. <laughs> so heading into the next game, the Angels were hoping for that series split. And, uh, Patrick Sandoval would take the mound. He went four and two-thirds. He gave up six hits, four and runs, four walks, a little on the high side on four innings. So that's a walk per inning. Four Ks. And again, the Angels jump ahead early, again, scoring three runs in the first two innings. The Red Sox would tie it, unfortunately, and eventually take the lead in the fifth. But in the 8th is when the Angels would tie it, and they tied it on a Cole Calc- Calhoun solo shot. Cole Calhoun will start it off, and he lifts a high fly ball that's carrying deep out to right field. Martinez at the wall, and that one is out of here. So that being tied, the Angels actually go into extra innings. and uh, In that 10th in that inning, the Angels would take a lead on a Anthony Ben Boom single. First with the Angels. pull to the right side. Base hit. There it is. Welcome to the Angels. Anthony Bemboom, with the RBI knock and The Angels lead it 5-4 here in the 10th. So the, as you heard Victor there, the Angels took the lead. Actually, Hanzo Robles, the undertaker, came in in the ninth to kind of close that little threat they had there. And he would eventually get the victory in this game now he'd be saying, we're nasty. A,
2: a weird thing about this, too, we mentioned in the game before, on the Saturday game, how Trout's first home run in Boston, this was actually Cole Calhoun's first home run in Boston also. So um, a good time to have the first. And uh, unsung hero, uh, Bamboom, coming again. He got called up that day. Yeah. And Victor Rojas, on uh, a couple games later, was telling a story that he didn't get to the stadium until about 30 minutes before first pitch he rolled up with his, you know, his baseball bag and his like pretty much his suitcases for the trip Yeah, and trying to find an entrance to, into Fenway and then getting called upon late because of the um, Upton pitch hitting for Stassi in the eighth. So obviously uh, Bamboom comes in to play catcher after that. And then again, first pitch he sees his first hit as an angel. So um, all about timing, I guess. So that was a really good timing for um, Bamboon, but Sandoval, this is his second game. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, his first start though, because if you remember, his first yeah, game opener. was had an opener. So, four and two thirds, four earned runs, four walks. Again, ninety five pitches. So, um, you would like to see him go deeper, but with ninety five pitches, yeah. you kind of have to pull the rip cord there, especially a young arm.
1: He had um, that one inning where he kind of kind of lost it. And I think that cost them, you know. Yeah, innings. Getting into like, the innings. Yeah, yeah, innings later. The pitches, yeah.
2: you know, early hurt for innings later. Um, and for as much bullpen was struggling on Friday, they really did a great job on Sunday going five and a third innings with zero runs. That was Butchery, Camp, and Robles that, that contributed to all that. So, um, again, it, it kind of comes to the inconsistencies and consistencies of the, of the team. But when they're on, you know, they're able to play, I think, with anybody. It's just getting that every single uh, time they're on the field is what's what's hurting them in the long run right now.
1: Yeah, for sure. So leaving Boston, heading to Anaheim, starting the series the very next day against the Pirates team where you would hope the Angels would kind of take advantage of and hey, it got ugly quick. Suarez went three innings, gave up seven hits, four in runs, no walks, two Ks. The Pirates scored three runs in the first and then added three more through the next two innings. The Angels scored one run in the fourth and fifth innings. But that was all as a, as they lose 10-2 in this one. It was a pretty rough game. Yeah, it was a rough
2: game. Um, some of these games though, I mean, they, they are having, and I think this is one of the games where they were really struggling defensively. Yep. And, and when you struggle defensively, it, 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 you know, it, it hurts. I mean, this game, they had three errors. I believe two of them were in the first inning. Um, so when you have a young pitcher on the mound and your team struggling, you, you have to, I don't want to say play perfect, but pretty close to it. And if you go back and when angel teams were successful, whether or not they had pitching or whether or not they had, um, you know, uh, offense. Their defense was kind of their calling card. Yeah. Regardless, and and this defense, the the for the last week, I, I totaled them up for the week of between podcasts. They had eleven errors, which is very, Jeez. very unangel like. But again, you're seeing guys like uh, Stasi, uh, not Stasi um, Thais. You're seeing guys like Renheful. You're seeing guys like Tovar. Guys that are young and need development. These are the guys that are also, uh, you know, committing errors, and it's kind of part of that learning curve for people that want to say um Let the young guys play. Let them get better. Well, that you no, know, they are, but there's going to be lumps like this in, in in between. And and the defense is definitely showing up in, in, in games like this, where you have three errors and two of them in the first inning. That again, Perry scored three in the first inning. If they get out of that inning with maybe just only one run, maybe momentum changes. Maybe um, Suarez goes a little bit deeper than in the game. You're not called upon on the bullpen as much. But yeah, definitely. Uh, Defensively needs to kind of step up throughout the throughout the week and throughout the rest of the season if, if the Angels want to compete for a lot of these games.
1: Yeah, you know you're down six nothing before you score your first run. That's not conducive to winning. So they, you got to play almost perfect. Like I said, you got defensively, you got to you got to be on it. Uh, so the next game against the Pirates, I mean this one was uh, a ca- Canyon again uh, started not being able to go deep into the game. Four innings pitched, six hits, three earned runs, three walks, two Ks. Again, this one was where the Angels jumped ahead early 4-0 to the first two innings. But then Pittsburgh was scored three in the third, then four in the fifth, then one in the sixth, and then two in the seventh. And that would prove to be enough as, you know, the, they win this one 10-7. The Angels made a little rally there at the end, but couldn't really um, muster up enough runs. You got They got so far behind early. That, you know, the comeback was almost like, you know, it's one of those deals where it, it made it look good. Yeah. But,
2: you know, it, we really we know yeah. why it was the way it was. Yeah. But, you know, kind of going back to what canning again, his first start also on the IL, yeah. off the IL, So yeah. he was limited. He went uh 80 pitches. So, again, that's kind of like when these when they bring guys back, that kind of seems to be their cap when um when they come back. But he goes again, 80 pitches and four innings. Uh, it's it's a lot different than eighty pitches in over seven innings. So, again, I I don't I don't know how much you know can help this team when your when your your younger guys are getting up these pitch counts, but they're doing it in the first like three or four innings. That's mm-hmm. what's really hurting the team, not so much. You know why aren't these guys stretched out? Well, 80, 80 pitches in four innings isn't great. And then, um, like you said, Angels really in four four zero off the two. Uh, Taylor Cole, again, is struggling. He's off and on, it seems like. He went two and a third, or he went eight, two-thirds of an inning, giving up four earned runs off of five hits in one home run. So, again, that is something that um, the Angels have struggled with.
1: Absolutely. Uh, maturity. His pitchers getting maturing at the major league level. So, anyway, heading into the next game, the, the series finale. Angels hope to at least salvage this one, and they do. They win seven of four behind Dylan Peters, who actually pitched six innings. Four hits, three really runs, really, really good uh, outing. one walk, 6Ks. The Pirates got ahead hit early 2-0, however, in the first. And then in the fourth, the Angels would get on the board on a Pujols RBI single passing Adrian Beltre for most runs hit by a foreign-born player. Ground ball to the right side, a base hit. Trout's going to be waved around. Cabrera comes up with it, no thrown. Pujols with the RBI single to right, and now... The most hits ever by a foreign board player. The Angels would then take the lead on a renhifo Little League home run. This is flared out to left field, and that will bring home a third run. The Angels are going to take a 3-2 lead. Misplayed by Reynolds. It goes into the corner. Luis headed to third base. Wave of home, Diego. The win. And then the Angels would add on add on, and win this one 7-4. The Undertaker puts a nail in this coffin.
0: Right now he'd be saying, we're nasty.
1: <laughs> so they salvaged that series uh, finale there against the Pirates. I was definitely hoping they didn't get swept by the Pirates.
2: Yeah, again, Peters, I think hats off go to him. For six sure. innings pitch, two earned runs, six strikeouts. No home runs. Again, no home runs. That's kind of been the Angels thing this year is giving up the long ball. Uh, 94 pitches. Um, Albert, I mean, it just it's kind of cool now. You're starting to see a lot of these milestones or even these record, you know, getting broke by him again, uh, most hits by an international player. Um, that was pretty cool to see. Renjifo uh, deceptively fast, I guess you can say now, because mm-hmm. he was flying around that, and, and it's good to see an error on the other side exactly <laughs> to help out the exactly. Angels instead of costing them. So that was cool to see. But again, yeah, 7-4 victory um uh, exactly what the angels needed to try to you know keep things going again it, it all depends on that consistency level again you get six innings out of peter you, you set yourself up in a really good situation uh to win the game you know and again uh six innings 94 pitches for today's mlb that is pretty much a, yeah, a, a, one, that's a quality that's start a, right there yep. yeah
1: well if you thought that was a quality start just wait till the next one <laughs> uh Started the series yesterday against the White Sox on Thursday. So we're recording here on Friday. Andrew Heaney went seven. Somebody went seven innings. Seven innings, four hits, three and runs, six K's. The Angels jumped ahead early on a um, Angels jumped ahead early with a run in the first and then in the third. Mike Trout hits a solo shot for number 40 of the season. And the next pitch, this ball is lifted
0: high. It's hit deep out there in the center field. Trout hit
1: the Rocks, did Mike Trout. Then, Jose Abreu would tie it in the fourth with a two-run shot. And in the fifth, the Angels would score three runs and would take, or tack on, with a Justin Upton three-run home run in the sixth. The White Sox make it a little interesting there at the end. They yeah, score four runs got, in the ninth, It Man. got
2: really kind of sketchy at the end. You yes. kind of thought, like, all right, cool, they're going to coast through this. No. And Cahill came in and gave a couple runs, and then you're thinking, that, like, Then oh, that home crap, run that Robles gave Robles up. Robles gave up the, the, uh, the keep of the two or, or bring it to one. To one. Yeah.
1: But the Undertaker would eventually close the game on this one. Angels. Now. Right now he'd be saying we're
2: nasty. The
1: Angels earned the eight seven win against the White Sox. They still got a couple games with the White Sox here. It's a four game set through this weekend. And I will be there tomorrow, Saturday night. I was gonna be there, but things changed. Yeah. You know. We'll see so. what happens. But no, but, for
2: for Thursday's game, though, too, what I really like seeing was the fact that um the two four the two three four hitters, so we're talking about um Trout, Otani, and Upton for as much crap as Upton's been getting over the last Month or so, he had the three-run home run in this game. He had a home run yeah. earlier in That's Boston, so, uh-huh. um, but in this game, the two, three, four went seven for twelve, with two home runs, five RBIs, and they they were seven of the eight runs. So again, when you're when those guys are clicking, those mm-hmm. guys can carry um, a baseball team. And then when you get little inputs from from the, the Fletchers and Ranheefos, the, yeah. the, the Calhouns. Calhoun, he wasn't in this lineup, but when he's in, and you can get any kind of little production from him that only makes everything a lot easier but when the two three four guys again trout otani and upton are producing it it, it, this team is really hard to beat um offensively because their offense can click and they all can produce a lot of runs
1: i was just happy that somebody in our rotation can actually go seven innings and uh no it was was good again this
2: is his second start off the il so you knew they were going to probably push him a little bit more. His his limit was, was 80 the first time, so you thought maybe 90,
1: 90 95, 95, and that's exactly
2: yeah. what he ended up at. He ended at 90. So, um, again, when you are when you are able to um, get quick outs, get ahead and counts, which he did really, really well this game, getting six strikeouts but no walks, so no unnecessary pitches. I think that's the big thing with some of these pitchers is that right. when they get their pitch count up, is because you're walking three or four guys and that's pitches on top that you don't pitches on top of pitches that you don't need to take as a pitcher. But um, again, seven innings, uh, his first seven inning game in a really long time. I think it was like the second <laughs> seventh inning game for a pitcher this year. Right. Um, but again, it, 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 it was really, really good to see him. Andrew take, I don't want to say he's taking that next step where he's turned a corner. Cause you don't know. You guys see what he does next. But um it was good to see this is, the, this is the quality stuff he can bring when he's on and when he can get his stuff more consistent. You can see that he can be a reliable two or three or four guy in that rotation and a good one. If he's, a, yeah. if he's your three, he's a really, really good three. If he's your two, he's probably going to be an average two. But if you can slot him in that three spot, I think he could be a really,
1: really he's good three. definitely a guy who is a part of a rotation. You know, oh, unfortunately, definitely, yeah, definitely, our rotation yeah. isn't the best, so he's, he's one kind of, of he's, our he's best.
2: Kind of he's probably that one or two guy right now yeah. between him or Canning, but so. in an ideal situation. Again, he's it, a three. He's a three. He's yeah. a really good three, uh, uh, and I think that's probably where he'll best fit is, you know, if all things go knock on wood here, um, you know, if, if the Angels get Cole, if they, you know, and Otani comes back and Griffin um, matures, I mean, you're talking about, him or or Griffin or Haney being your three. And if that's the case, I'll I'll take that. If that's the case, that's a really good rotation. So, again, if you can mature and become more consistent and and develop uh, Andrew and he's your three, I think that's a really, really good lineup.
1: Absolutely. So that wraps it up for the week. Some actual wins for us in this one. Yeah, it
2: felt felt good to watch a couple games and not be like, yeah, let's bounce.
1: Yeah, so that does it for the week in review. Um, You have any news on the docket there?
2: Um, I guess some of the big news, again, uh, we can go over transitional moves all the time. Yeah, I mean, we can have a podcast weekly just for that. But I guess some of the big moves is that uh, Noe Ramirez got reinstated. But, hey, guess what? That means you still got to serve your three-game suspension. So, I (laughs) think – I think he's serving that now on Thursday, on Friday night. I think this might be his second or last game serving it. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, So again, that's something that happened. Uh, A little surprising, JC getting outrighted to uh, Salt Lake. He has been struggling a little bit. His velocity has been down since coming back from Tommy John surgery, and it hasn't been, um, hasn't come back like some people thought. So uh, now it's kind of in his hands. In a couple days, if he clears waivers, he can have that option of being um, just released, free agency wise, or. Um, accepting the outright and is going down to Salt Lake and working it and maybe um, if need be putting back on the 40 man roster and being brought up but again that's kind of going to be in his court once he clears waivers but um, another big thing that happened this week was the 2020 schedule mm-hmm. got released mm-hmm. um, and unfortunately for Angel fans this will be the fourth year in a row the Angels open up on the road at Houston how do you feel about that
1: I mean, at least it's not Oakland this time. But uh, right off the bat, we get Houston opening day. I man, I would love to have an opening day in Anaheim. It's been so long; it feels like it's been forever. I mean, yeah, I remember. I remember four, going to that game. Four-year-olds that have never experienced an opening day. Yeah, Anaheim. I was at the opening. I think Trout homered in that opening day. I think it was against the Mariners. Uh, but it's just crazy that. How, do, how why does that happen to us? I don't know. This happens to just. If Rob Mafford's
2: listened to this podcast, we want answers. Give we us want one, answers girl. now. Um, again, so opening day at Houston, March 26. Again, like I said, fourth year on the road. Home opener against Houston again, April 3rd, oh, good. a Goody. Friday. But this is going to be the interesting. Part people were saying, if Cole, if Garrett Cole again, knock on wood, he signs with the Angels, he'll be starting opening day at Houston, yeah. in Houston, and then probably just the way it works out, he there's a good chance he can start opening day in Anaheim. Um, interleague play, and this kind of is going to lead into our poll question later, but interleague, coming to Angel Stadium, you'll have the Nationals, the Marlins, and the Mets. And and, East. and the Dodgers. Mm. The one thing, though, I, I, see, I saw.
1: Play them late. We play the Dodgers late.
2: Well, not only that, when they come to Angel Stadium, it's finally going to be a Friday-Saturday series. It's going to be a wow. two-game series. Yeah. And for the for the longest time, ever since they really started doing this, I feel like it's always been like Tuesday, Wednesday, or Wednesday, Thursday, or something in the middle where, like me, I feel like I want to go there early and experience the yeah, whole yeah, thing. Yeah. So the Saturday game in Anaheim, I might have to uh, pony up some dough and finally go see an Angels um, Dodger game because you can get there early, you can tailgate, you can actually enjoy it instead of trying to rush and get through traffic.
1: I don't enjoy those games, so I don't go to those games.
2: I think I just want to go just to say I've been to one. I, I mean, never, I've, I've I been. I've never, never, never been okay, to one. Well, so that, it's like one of those things you're just gonna have to do it until you, yeah. you, know before you die. You'll
1: feel like me before. Yeah, it's like okay,
2: cool, I did it. Okay, now what's next? But yeah. you, you know, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, on the road, Miami, Atlanta, and Philadelphia. Ooh, so, um, out of those three road NL. Uh, teams Again, Miami, Atlanta, Philadelphia. Which one would you, if you had uh, a golden ticket and you can go to any game uh, of one of those, which one would you go?
1: Uh, that's tough because it's, it's definitely not Miami. It's going to be Philly or, or Atlanta. You want to go to South Beach? No. Um, Philly only because it's the city of Philadelphia. The rich history, the, the you know, the country, the again, Liberty I'll, Bell.
2: What I'm looking for when I saw that huh. What's the kind of response right. Trout's going to get? You
1: beat me to it. Yeah, the Mike Trout going back to Philly. See what kind of response After he'll get. After he
2: got the yeah
1: uh, the, contract.
2: the contract, everyone
1: swore he was going over there. Even Bryce. Oh, you,
2: oh, you know they they thought. Oh yeah. Oh, even before they signed Bryce, they yeah. figured, oh okay, whatever, we'll get Trout. Yeah.
1: So even Bryce said, oh, there's a guy whose contract's do, do, up in two years.
2: Do they? I mean, again, I'm guessing when we when we do this podcast, you know, in, in mm-hmm. five months when it happens, or six months whenever it happens. Uh, I'm sure that'll be a talking point to see how the reaction will be, knowing that uh ah, you guys are cool, but I decided to stay here. I didn't even give you a chance <laughs> to sell me on it.
1: So, um, but um, Atlanta's a tough team. I think they're going to compete uh, this so year young. for the National League Championship. Yeah, they're so young, South- they're young. only going to get better. Acuna Junior is unbelievable he's player. He's, he's one of my favorites. And they have, the have a sure. they have a good pitching staff. Over, there. I think I think Atlanta will give LA a run for their money this year in the, in the playoffs. You know, they're young, but man. They got nothing to lose. They're playing with house money, and they're exciting oh, yeah, to watch. Definitely. But I guess I would say Philadelphia just because of the whole Mike Trout yeah. situation. Yeah,
2: I would sure. probably pick Miami just because I have family in Miami. Oh, well, there you go. There that's you go. Why. Mine's a little tilted that way. I have a cousin. Well, you'll have
1: the whole stadium all to yourself. That's what you I'm know. saying,
2: and I don't have to worry about getting tickets. <laughs> exactly. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I can make a trip out of it and go on a cruise afterwards. I Mike Trout
1: might actually get a few thousand people in there, but still a yeah, very exactly. empty
2: stadium. I'll right. go on South Beach and, you know. Go see where they film Scarface, I guess. Yeah, I that's don't know. cool. I
1: have a friend that lives in Miami, but so, yeah, I'm good. I'll go. I'd go to Philadelphia. So, if anyone
2: wants to sponsor me and go into that Miami series next year, um, you can find me at Daniel Garcia87 on Twitter. But no, <laughs> um, but yeah. So those are the, I guess you know the the, the bigger news this week. Um, you know, the, the schedule came out and everyone wants to look at the schedule ahead of time. But I'm sure as the season gets closer and closer to next year, we'll we'll definitely start peeking at it maybe a little bit more, especially after free agency and all that stuff.
1: Cool. So that wraps it up for our week slash new segment of our show. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Get word from our sponsor. when we come back, as usual, the poll questions, the email, we've got a little special little thing going on here at the end. So stay tuned. And here's a word from our sponsors. Hey, hey what's up? Johnny catfish here. Ambassador for groom, goon, beard, and body care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groomgoon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code Goon, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, Receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. Hook Vicious, listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And we are back. Thank you to our sponsors for sponsoring our show. Um, Not the usual segment. Well, it is a usual segment, but not the Well, I mean, Chris isn't here,
2: so this usually would be his spot.
1: We can't really say usual because it's got to be consistent to be usual, so. so whatever. No surprises. Poll questions.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so this week's poll question, again, every week I try to put up a poll question on our Twitter, Halo underscore Haven, um, about baseball, about the season, and stuff going on. So this week's poll question was, you know, Pittsburgh was in town. This was their final interleague series of the year. My question was, do you enjoy, do you like interleague games? Uh, 67% said yes, 33% said no. How do you feel about this? Uh, I think
1: they're... I'm indifferent to it just because it doesn't matter if we do or don't. And, and to, to be honest, I think it's pretty cool that you're able to play a team uh, that you're not used to playing. As it, uh, You know, I'll be more prone to buy a ticket to go to Angel Stadium and watch the Angels play the Braves than to go watch the Angels play the Mariners. You know what I mean? Uh, Mariners are a team that we can watch, what, 18 times a year. Uh, Braves and the Nationals and these teams, the Pirates. That you're not used to seeing you can actually go and see. So I I think that is the cool factor about it. Um I'm indifferent. I'm really indifferent to it.
2: Yeah, I mean it's cool seeing new new teams, but I would kinda almost wish they would get rid of and I know this would never happen because of the tradition of baseball in general, but get rid of the N L A L and go to kind of like basketball. West Coast West, West and yeah. East. So now Instead of playing, you know, doing kind of a seven-game, eight-game series with Boston and New York, you know, maybe three here, three there, or four and three, or whatever, I'd rather that be against San Diego. I'd rather that be against LA. I'd rather be against San Francisco. As far as fans, we're able to go to more of these parks, and that's my whole thing. Like I want to go to these parks and see the Angels play, and and um, Petco. I want to see the Angels go play up in San Francisco. And the fact that you have to wait, you know, mm-hmm. like three, three, four years. Year, yeah. Kind of sucks. So I, I mean, that's what I wish they would end up doing. And maybe once they get expansion and go to thirty-two teams, maybe that's something they they realistically think about doing. But yeah, you know, I, I'm the same way. I'm like, yeah, it's cool, but I would rather with them us play like San Diego six times, right? L.A. seven times, yeah. San Francisco uh, seven times, and being able to kind of ex- explore those kind of arena's also you know what that
1: does the whole west east thing is it gives the angels a better opportunity to make the playoffs as well because well yeah if you put the angels in the national league west they're not as bad as they are right now not only that and not only
2: that too if you go east west the traveling thing helps the players for sure you know no doubt and then you can play kind of a then maybe you play boston twice a year or three times you know two here and two there kind of you don't have to worry about it um yeah but uh, I, I would rather them kind of stay more West Coast, East Coast. And, and, you know, Interleague was cool, but I think it's also sold some of the steam out of uh, the All-Star game.
0: The yeah.
2: All-Star game was cool because you like, oh, Kershaw would never pitch to the Trout. Never. No, well, now a lot of times he does every year. So it kind of loses right. that steam a little bit. But Interleague is not terrible. Interleague is pretty cool. So it does give the Angels something new to play with or, or new teams to play with. And um, like we said earlier, they're going to be in Miami, Atlanta, and Philadelphia. So... Um, Especially for the Philadelphia fans That are Trout fans If there's still some left They are able to um, Go check him out And go um, Cheer him on Or boo him Or whatever the hell They're going to do Which is going to be Really interesting Once um, That happens
1: All right, so Yeah, that's our our weekly poll question. It is a usual part of this show, unlike the Curator's Chronicles, which is not. we are consistent. So anyway, if you guys want to reach us, uh, again, you guys can email us at allangelspodcast at gmail.com. That's allangelspodcast at gmail.com. We're on our Instagram. We're on Instagram Live as we speak right now. If you guys have any questions on Instagram Live, shoot them our way. Um, So if you guys want to reach us on Instagram too, hit us up at halo underscore haven. That's Halo underscore Haven on Instagram and also on Twitter. But our first email to our Gmail account comes from Lamar Washington. He sound he says, may sound like a dumb question, but why can't our young guys get deeper into games? Was it an issue for them in the minors, or is this an issue for them at the major league level? That's actually a pretty good question. I don't know that their minor league stats, I don't know how deep they were getting into games. I wish I did. Right. Um, but I just feel it's like a learning process for these yeah, young guys. I think you gotta that's remember. part
2: of it. And, and like we said before, um, the reason why they can't get deep into games is because their pitch count is up quick. Their 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 their, their pitch count is at sixty over three four innings, maybe not even, not even four innings, like three innings. Um, and then, like I said, six, six sixty pitches over two innings is a lot different than sixty pitches over five innings, just the wear and tear. So once they're able to <clears> again mature, and you got like a a pitcher like Jaime and, and Suarez is, is the same way to a degree where. They don't have overpowering stuff. They rely on painting the corners and getting those calls on the border and stuff like that. When they are not able to get that, they 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 struggle. They walk, and that kills your pitch count. And again, when they go 80, 80 pitches over four innings, that's I mean you're gonna have to pull them on that. So once they get more uh, able to not walk as many guys, I think you'll see them go longer in the games. But it's definitely just their pitch count going way way up as far as. Um, that's why they're not going into a um, deeper into games.
1: A lot of it has to do with their age. There was a there was a, a graphic somewhere online that youngest rotation at the moment with what who we have oh, right they're, now. They're, the oh, they're both
2: they're both twenty one. Suarez and and, and are both twenty one. I think Canning's like twenty two. Peters is or, the oldest one. He's like 26, yeah, twenty six. Yeah, and, and Canning's twenty two or twenty three or something like that. So again, it's something they're going to have to mature and, and do over time, and it's not going to come right now. So we'll take a question real quick on our Instagram live feed. Again, Halo underscore Haven on our Instagram. It's the same thing as our Twitter. So this one, ryan, our Ryan's ryan been pretty good about sending a question every week. So uh, Ryan Baltazar, any idea why angels don't use throwback uniforms regularly? They have classics.
1: We've been talking about this on our show for the last two and a half years. Oh,
2: dude. And, and, and again, this is kind of fits perfectly with this weekend. It's 70s weekend. They're going to throw back this weekend. Which I enjoy again. I'll be there Saturday, oh, yeah. and um, but I don't. If we have one issue with front office wise with the Angels, it's this kind of stuff? The promotion stuff. It's terrible. Stuff, the terrible. bobbleheads kind of coming out kind of sketchy, or not having enough variety of them. No variety of anything. No, or or like this with the with the with the jerseys. Like you have teams out there, and again, last night in in Philadelphia, oh, they're sick. Those baby blues bringing oh. them back. I know. Um I have family that is in um San Diego and and then the the Club do such a good job the Padres do such a good job of changing jerseys up bringing the old ones mm-hmm. but they have like a, they call it a Way Back Wednesday where they do a throwback every home Wednesday game something like that um I don't know if they did it this year but I know they did it last year Seattle had throwback mm-hmm. every Sunday home yeah. game there's something like that I wish the that's... Pirates
1: every Saturday yeah, playing I, the if, Yellows
2: if, if they had if they did that again the main issue I've always had with the front office and all that baseball stuff, I don't know enough about to really be critical about it. But fan experience and stuff like that for yeah, fans to see sh- something different, I do not know why they I would mean, not do something more than just a weekend out of the year.
1: For those of you on Instagram Live, look at these two hats we're wearing. How sick would they would they would would it be to watch the Angels paint in these, either one, every Saturday home game? I mean, I'm not even
2: saying like, okay, you don't have to go every Sunday or Saturday. Shit, but if you, I do. But but if you were to go three or four weekends out of the year, perfect. You know, like, yeah. like a if you want to go like 70 80s, 90s, or something like that, three different weekends or an
1: alternate. There's no right. the yeah. red jersey. That, that's their alternate. They yeah. use that more than their so, other jerseys. Yeah,
2: exactly. So if you would go like three weekends, the 60s, a 70s, and the 80s, and spread them out, you know, during the summer, I think that's be really cool. Again. I'm not asking for every Sunday because that's, for whatever reason, that seems like twisting an arm. But three weekends out of the year does not seem that's like not, a big deal. It's not day. asking for a lot. It's sure. not. It's, it, 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 these, these guys, especially like our age and older, have grown up on the Angels and like to see some of those throwbacks. Yeah,
1: look at this. Look what I got. On yeah, and his libraries. old
2: old stuff that he kind of finds at swap meets and Chris finds a swap meet. So, yeah, if, if we've had an issue with – um with Angel front office people it, It's been that Like come on and, and, Get and more and kind of creativity We with
1: talked that. about this On spring training When we are the only team With one flipping hat That I bought for the last three years But we're Lo- not gonna say that uh, Every team has an alternate spring <laughs> cold spring training hat And we got uh, the same old Angels hat I have for the last four three, Wait four Just years Just a different patch Yeah four, four years, years I think Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, frustrating Alright next email on our Gmail account Comes from Duncan Healy From Dead Horse Alaska Might I say Hey, guys, so what do you guys think of Peter? Serviceable lefty, am I right? Oh, for sure. What do you no, see his future with the Angels?
2: I think he's going to be one of those spots. Like, honestly, he's going to be like a 5 high, like you call him like a 4A guy, where he's going to be in A, and then if you need a spot start, bring it in and be a reliable guy. But um, four, 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 the 4 spot, I don't think so. I think he's going to be a good 5 and spot start kind of guy, or even if he eventually goes to the bullpen and gets you three innings. Um, I think that's what it is. But um, again, last three starts for Peters, 16, uh, 19, and two thirds innings pitch. So that's about seven innings per outing, it's about 6.2 or something yeah. like that. But it's close to seven. Um, he's a 3.66 ERA. So again, for like a five, that's really good. That's really that's what you want for a five. I mean, he's not going to be an ace kind of guy. But for a five, he's, I think he's a solid five. Um, you know his batting average against is 239 so I think he I think he can fit that that mold as that five and again and you've seen it with the angels for the last who knows how many years uh, depth you need depth at that pitching pitching spot so you hope that he's the kind of guy that will give you that depth it might not be a, a regular in the rotation but can definitely come up if someone gets hurt or definitely come up if um if you need a spot star because of X, Y, and Z. And then who knows next year with Otani back, they might need a sixth starter. And if he continues to um, do well and carries it on the next year, he can be that sixth guy.
1: Yeah. So And we got to remember with a guy like Peters, all you're asking for from him is to keep you in a game. You're not asking him to win 10 games and go out there and be a number three starter. No, go out there, be the number five. Keep us in the game, keep us within striking distance, and we'll take care of the rest. And I, from what I've seen the last two or three starts from him, I've been really impressed.
2: So our next question will be on our Instagram live feed again, Halo underscore Haven, um, from Legit underscore what was that Authentics. Authentic's. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he asked or she? I don't want to say which one they are. Uh, what do you think uh, is the separation between beating a good team and losing to a bad
1: team? Hmm. What do you think the separation between beating a good team and losing to a bad team? Wow, that's a pretty – I think that's a broad question. Uh, how do I answer I, this I one? think,
2: honestly, it comes into consistency. I think any team, regardless yeah. regardless of how bad they are, yeah. can beat the best team in a, in a single game. We're talking yeah. about a single game. Um, but the good teams, the teams that are consistently – um, well, up there in the division, yeah. can play consistent all you know a four game series. They're good three out of them because of the consistency. Right. You know they might drop one, but um, you know it's all about. And again, this Angel team when it was designed, I think if they were consistent, they could they could be very easily have a spot in the wild card because of what you know they can do. It's the consistency part that kills this team because one game they look like all-stars and you have Trout, you have Upton, you have Otani, just boom, 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 boom. You have, uh, you know, Haney pitching wonderful. You have uh, Canning showing what why he was a number one pitching prospect. But then, you know, fast forward a game later or five games later for a pitcher, you're wondering, wow, why are they up in the majors? Mm-hmm. It, it just it comes down to that. Consistency, consistency, consistency is the main reason why I think, you know, teams can beat good teams and but also lose to really bad teams is that you have to be consistent to win this league I mean 162 games yeah huh? it, it, it consistency plays a huge part in something like that
1: yeah I agree I can't add more to that one that's a perfect answer thank
2: you I yeah. try uh, next one let's go here uh, from master underscore fizzle oh, what up Taz I know him oh, okay it's fan of uh, Johnny uh will we see Joe Adele and more prospects like that in September?
1: Uh you know, we've I've we've talked about this in, in previous po- I personally don't see the rush to bring Joe Adele up. Um he's been struggling as of late at the triple A level, which is fine. These are learning curves that he's gonna have to do. But I'd rather have him get more consistent at bats not lose his uh not lose his momentum or his confidence in the Major League level if he struggles at the Major League level. Let him struggle at the A level, find himself out. This kid's only 20. I don't even know if he's 21 yet. Right, um, yeah. There's no need to rush him in. The Angels are in no, no situation that where they need him to be up here. They're not in the situation well, with, to... With, I mean, they are in the situation where you do bring up young guys, but right. I, I just feel like like, Joe Adele doesn't have to be here right Well, now. yeah,
2: and until you look at it where he's not on the 40-man roster right now, so to get called up in September, you need to be on the 40-man. Right. So prospects like Ward, Walsh, um, Tolvar, they're going to be up because they yeah. are already on the 40-man roster. Now, if you see a, a Joe Adele or a Rojas, I don't know, because now you're talking about having to make um, uh, either putting, like, a LaStella on the 60-day DL to open it up. Um, but I don't know if they're going to do that. LaStella came out earlier this week saying he's still kind of slowly getting back. Uh, so I don't know if you're, if you're going to be able to see these guys in September because, again, they're not on the 40-man roster. And then for them to be on the 40-man roster, you're going to have to make some moves. I mean, you got Michael seal that one time was competing for that. I mean, going into spring training, it was between him, um, Goodwin, and Borges. and Borges for that fourth spot. And, um he got hurt. He got a sports hernia, I believe. And so he's been working his way back. He's been in Salt Lake. He, I think he came up for a little bit this year. He did. Um, so you'll see him and see – and he's you know relatively young. He's born in 95. So if I do my math right um, – if I do my math right or this computer loads quicker, he's only 24 years old. So, again, he's a younger guy that you can see um, mature in the majors. So Adele, I'm not 100% sure. So we'll see I, how. I,
1: I wouldn't put my – hold my breath on that and again my only opinion my opinion is we don't need him to be up here right now let him play at the yeah. of another year triple a what, what's the yeah, rush exactly. there's no rush
2: there isn't no uh, so the next one athletics suck okay well i can get up behind that Will the MLB ever start just start giving Trout the MVP every year <laughs> like he deserves? They
1: should. It almost seems like they should. He's in it every single year. Um, I think he's a front-runner in the American League. I was looking at DJ Hughes numbers, and they don't jump out at you crazy except for maybe the one average, stat. The average. Yeah, that one stat. But if you look but, at Mike Trout's win above replacement, you look oh at yeah. his on-base percentage, you look at his home run numbers, RBI well, but, numbers.
2: But, but you look at this too, like, what is he at right now? 40 home runs. What is his career high?
1: Forty, right? Forty-one. Forty-one. I mean,
2: we're talking right now. He could theoretically pass it right now, and we would never even know because we're recording this. Yeah. But he's probably going to hit 50, at least 50, I would think, with a whole month left. He could get up
1: there in the high 40s for sure. With a a whole
2: month left. He goes on the streak
1: that he went on last week. Right. Yeah.
2: Um, My fear – I mean, I think he'll win it this year. My (laughs) fear is it going to be what I have to call the Jordan rule, where when Jordan was playing, you could have gave it to him every single year, and no one would have said anything. But when he had a quote-unquote off year for him, which was still a really good year, yeah. they find someone else to give it to. right? You know, Shaq was the same way the one year they gave to Steve Nash. Or Shaq didn't have his normal year, but it was still a really, really good year. So that's the only thing I worry about. But yeah, I mean, until unless he misses like 100 games, mm-hmm. I think you could pretty much pencil him in top three every single year. For and, the MVP, and I think the easy.
1: difference between him and you've said it before, there's players who can say, yeah, they're the best player of that year. Mike Trout... Um, consistently, you've been talking about consistency in this podcast every year. This guy puts up numbers and it's freaking crazy. And I know what you're talking about, man. Is he going to outdo himself this year to where next year it's like he has a slight different year, a little less average of an year and they just don't give it to him. That's a little, that can be a little.
2: All right. So master underscore fizzle. All right. Nice. Um, how do you guys feel about Jay up as of late? He seems like he's on, the decline of his career. Well, he's older. Yeah, he's thirty-two. So, I mean, mean, he's definitely, he's definitely 32. going down compared to going up. So I mean, that's kind of obvious. He's wait, hey, look, he's born a little bit after I was. He's thirty-one. Okay. So that I means so I'm
1: thirty. So you so you you gotta look at up then as you know, he's thirty-one going to thirty-two. That's around the year where you guys start to decline for sure. But you gotta remember, man. He missed. All this year, pretty much. I mean, much. he's
2: he's only had this year 144 yeah. at bats, which is about a month and a half worth of at bats. Right. So again, he's still kind of in to his super limited in spring training. So this is still kind of. Sure. I
1: mean, it's this is him getting in a form right I'm now. About to say,
2: probably that first 50 at bats yeah. were like spring training at bats, yeah. and now he's trying to get. Um, he's starting to get a little bit more. Uh, he's starting to get a little bit more consistent. He's starting to get a little more um, uh, production again. When he got re-signed, I was happy.
1: Well, he's a 30-home run, 90-RBI-a-year guy when he's out Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean,
2: and two, for what the Angels need, he's what it is. He's 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 streaky, yes, but again, when he gets on, he's he's damn near one of the best offensive players in the uh, in the lineup. I mean, the last 14 days, again, last 14 days for guys that think Upton's horrible in which we have one that's on <laughs> uh, Instagram Live last fourteen days if and, and again i guess his biggest competition would be goodwin for that that yeah. that alpha spot yeah. um uh his average better than better than goodwin's his uh slugging or his on base better than goodwin's so we're talking like goodwin's on base right now is two sixty nine last fourteen days upton is three sixteen
1: yeah i you mean, want you want
2: to talk about slugging goodwin the last fourteen days is four fifty eight uh upton's is five forty eight so yeah. again, he might be terrible, but again, he is the best option they have right now in that position spot.
1: So I don't I, know I just wouldn't go as far as terrible. Like right. I can't I can't say that just because the dude missed almost all year. He came back what, a month, month and a half ago. Right. Again, and like you said, you got to you got to remember those first 50 to 100 at-bats when you start That's a season. Games. Those are like you can't measure a per- player to that. You have to measure them after. And so um like I said, he's an average thirty home run, ninety five RBI an, player. He is an average. I mean, he's an
2: average. I mean, he's an average, you know? I mean, he's an average guy. You're right. Defensively, he's not great. But so Goodwin isn't exactly a Golden Glove winner. Well, we either. have seen
1: him make some mistakes out right. there too. So
2: again, for what? Yeah. For what is available right now? I mean, it's 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 um uh, Upton is probably your best option. Yeah, he is. And, and, and keeping and keeping him fresh, keeping him, him and Goodwin kind of um, rotating at this mm-hmm. point. Because again, Goodwin's a lefty. You got. Upton as a righty, I think, is, is a really smart move to do, just because you, and especially with, with um, Albert, it's the same way. You have to keep him fresh, because after, you know, four or five games, he starts getting a little bit slower, a little bit more beat up. You give him a day off to kind of recharge his battery, if you will, and, and, and he can produce. Um, Albert having a real quiet, really, again, people want to bring up money. That's great, but if you just look away from the money and, and look at just numbers, he's having actually a, a pretty decent average year for for a guy his age, which is all you can ask for. I mean, the money part, there's nothing you can do about changing that. I mean, that's just what it is, and and that comes down on ownership more than anything else. So, there's nothing really big about that. But, um, but yeah, so Upton is, isn't terrible. Upton is, um, if you want to call him just a average player, then that's fine. But again, I would
1: say slightly above average, you know.
2: For twenty two million, you got to be better than that. Yeah, but twenty two million. I mean, who are you faulting for that twenty two million? You, you can't older? blame him. You can't blame him. <laughs> if someone offers me twenty two million, it doesn't matter what the hell. What about Albert? Yeah, exactly. It's that's on ownership. So you can blame <laughs> the player all you want for accepting a twenty two million dollars paycheck. No, you can't but, blame him. But I'll it's take like it really, like, you're gonna blame the player for that? And no, that's it's, not his fault. It's, you're on front office on that. Yeah, but say you're worth what someone's willing to pay. And if yeah. someone's willing to pay you twenty two dollars, guess what? You're worth twenty two million dollars. So if people like to like to hang the Albert and the Upton paychecks over their head, which is fine, whatever, it's the easiest thing to do. Yeah, but I mean, you, but if you want to get more into like the actual argument about it, then go and look at numbers that aren't dollar signs. The, uh, yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. And of course, I mean, that's a lot of money for what, you know, Albert's producing. You expected the Albert of St. Louis was making that money, but, but it was it's not his fault. It, honestly, if you think, money. Yeah. he got paid when, for what he did in its past.
2: If, if, if you thought Albert came even when he first came to the Angels and you were getting St. Louis Albert you were just delusional they came for what he produced for the Angels um, not even just on the field but like we talked about earlier in the podcast the record breaking the milestones the 500 600 home runs the now the leader internationally for hits. It's I mean, some milestones. This it is. is what they yeah. paid him for. Not just yeah. as, I mean, I, I hate to break it to a lot of you people because you think baseball is baseball, but baseball is also a business for sure. you know How many t-shirts and buttons and hats and sweatshirts hey. and all that stuff he sold to make that money back for the team. I mean, that, yeah. sorry, but baseball is a business and I hate to break it to a lot of fans, but that's just how
1: it is. Well, Hey, when he first signed, everyone was buying that Pujols jersey. He just came off a of world series <laughs> championship you know, I mean, we all kind of – I mean, I knew at the back end of that contract was going to be terrible because he was going to be close to 40 and probably not produce, but it is what it is. Um, Bradley Scott on Instagram Live said, kind of like having the best player on the planet, but we still – we are it's, still trash. we were
2: still trash, but he resigned, so obviously he sees something no. that you don't. So.
1: There's, um, We're not a good team right now, and we mentioned – look, broken record here, but I've said it on this podcast – From the beginning of the season, I didn't think this team was gonna make the playoffs. I was, I said, they're lucky if this team wins eighty games. Um, This is a team I expected, but if you can't look past this season and look towards the future, this Angels team is built to win within the next two to three years with the with the team with the young youth that is coming and the free agency that they can pick up.
2: Twenty twenty one, twenty twenty. Look,
1: a solid team. Twenty twenty two, really solid team.
2: You're gonna you're set you're, they're setting themselves up to have a chance yeah. for the long term and yeah okay for 2019 sure. didn't go great or whatever but in 2021 2022 when a lot of these guys are hitting their prime the cannings the you know we'll see if Thais works out that's still kind of a question mark but but you we, got
1: Joe Adele coming up you have you know, Joe Adele you have Brandon marsh, marsh.
2: you have um uh, you have a lot of guys in the minor leagues doing well so we'll have to see if yeah. that works out and yeah. if that works out that's gonna have that window, that championship window, yeah. a, a lot, a lot longer. And
1: then the money coming off the books. You don't know who the Angels are going to be able to sign off for agency when an Albert Pool's contract if, is up, if, when an Upton contract is up. If, if, up.
2: If, again, knock on wood, if we get Garrett Cole next year, this can be all different with the same. I mean, yeah, if, if you put Cole in there and keep everything else the same. Healthy. If, healthy, healthy, but the same. This whole conversation could be totally different, and only one guy changed it. So. To sit here and say they're trash? No, are they two pieces, three pieces away? Probably. Are they um, key players maturing away, like a Renhifo, like a Fletcher, like a um, you know Rojas maybe, or, or these guys maturing and becoming more contributors away? Yeah, but to say they're they're trash is kind of wow. like
1: you. I mean, you guys are on here trolling. <laughs> no, no trolling. You guys have some strong opinions, but trash is a strong word because Angels Where's had Jason? Angels had two options of doing this tanking like the Astros did and losing 100 games for four straight seasons or being exactly what the Angels right now are, a 500 team. Could be a lot worse, guys. Right? And I think the Angels are doing it the right way. They, they're staying 500. They're keeping keeping themselves in the mix while still developing their minor league system. Right. It's, they're yeah. doing it the perfect way, in my opinion.
2: Yeah. I mean, the future is going to be really big uh, for the Angels. Again, if Andrew Heaney is able to be like a mm-hmm. solid three – then great, and then you have again. Knock on wood. If you sign Cole, you have Cole as a one. You have Otani as a two. You have Haney as a three, or or Canning as a three, and then those can be three or four. And then what? Your fifth is going to be Jaime or or Suarez. Mm-hmm. Tell me that that rotation in next year or in two years isn't going to be productive. I mean, I, that, that's that's what I I I think people don't realize is like. You put one guy in there and kind of take everyone down a step. Th- that fits their their spot. It just makes
1: everybody better. Exactly. It makes so, the bullpen deeper because you're able to put a Dylan Peters in the bullpen for or a spot starter. Um, you just never know; they might pick up a serviceable veteran, like you know. Well, like, I mean, and talk, talking
2: about bullpen, like there's a lot of bullpen moves out there that can be made that we don't even know about. I mean, oh yeah, I like mean like look a, at but, look at our bullpen right now: Buttry, Robles. Yeah. I mean, no one knew no about one these ex- guys no, two years at all. ago, so. Um, bullpen arms, I mean, I don't want to say they're a dime a dozen, but you can find you can find a guy pretty easily that throws mid, mid to high 90s and now are you able to work with him for control? That's the exactly. difference. Yep. You can find these guys that throw 95, 96, 97 all over the place, but now, can you bring them in and work on control? Because that's going to be a difference when it comes to a, a good bullpen. So, that's something that you, know, you kind of have to try four or five guys and maybe three of them hit. And that's kind right. of a numbers game.
1: Right. So, yeah, I mean, future future looks bright, guys. Uh, this team, yeah, I'll admit this team's not a very good team, but I, this is what I expected They're from this team. team.
2: And again, too, you
1: can't, you can't. Trout
2: get... again, I, I'm happy. This off season, we're not gonna have to worry about oh, the God. the trout talk about. Yes. Oh, we have they have to do this because to keep them, they have to do that to keep them. No, like you got them. So obviously, whatever the plan. Um, Artie and and Epler sat down with Trout and said, this is what we're going to do. Obviously, he signed off on it. Obviously, he well, agrees he, with it. Yeah,
1: he, and he mentioned, Trout himself said, I like the youth that we have in the minor league system. And I'm I'm assuming that's Griffin Canning, that's Joe Adele, that's Brandon Marsh, guys who are down there who are going to be, you know, Swarer, my major, right, yeah, league, major yeah. league baseball players, you know?
2: Yeah, so I'm not too worried about the future. <clears throat> I think, and again... Prospects are kind of a risky situation. They're great when you have them, but you just hope that they um, work out when they get to the major league. So we'll have to see with that. But, um, yeah, I I mean, the future looks bright. So, again, as Angel fans, it might be pretty crappy now, but you can definitely um, put your hat on it that, hey, this is going to get better. So um, 2020, 2021, 2022, kind of like we're saying, is definitely – the window for this team. It's not 2019. It was never 2019. It was never going to be 2019. 2019. So um, that's kind of how we thought about it and and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. um, again, thank you for the, for the guys on Instagram live on our uh, email again, uh, Instagram live and Twitter are the same um, halo underscore Haven. And our uh, email is all angels podcast at gmail.com. That's probably the best place. If you guys want to see something new, if you guys want to hear something different, um, have ideas, hey, shoot us out. I mean, like shoot shoot us an email. Let us know. We'll, we'll we'll work on it. We'll try to get better. We're just, we're just, again, we're about two and a half years in, so we can always get better, always do more. So let us know. Um, Angels uh, or Halo underscore Haven and then All at gmail.com. One more thing before we go. Um, again, if you follow us on on Instagram you've seen this, but we want to kind of bring it to a bigger crowd now or, or try to bring it to a bigger crowd. Now we are teaming up with on deck customs. And if you listen to the last podcast, um, I talked to Manny from there, um, and he's doing some pretty cool stuff. And if you look at his page, I mean, he's, he's worked with, um, Jemai Jones. He's worked with, uh, Luis Renjifo. He's looked with Suarez. I mean, uh, um, and some other guys in the, in the farm system too, angels in the farm system. And then he's now branching out with, uh, there's a guy he did – I forgot his name, but he's doing it with uh, Arizona and did a cleat for him. So his thing is that he does a lot of custom cleats. He can do shoes. He can do whatever you want. So we're teaming up with him to um, not only grow his because, again, he started like in February, and he's already had – look at his clientele. He's done yeah. Taylor Ward uh, Salt Lake Bees uh, cleats. So yeah we are running a contest right now, and it's super easy. And if you're listening to the podcast, actually, you're kind of already halfway there. Um next week which I think we're probably going to do the podcast Thursday just because it's an off day and that makes it Yeah, that makes sense. Makes it easier yeah. for us. Um so next Thursday we're going to announce a winner of this contest that we're doing that's going to be um, a free custom shoe a custom cleat so again if, if 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 you're an adult if you're an older if you know you've got kids this works out great for you cuz if you're a kid Mike um, Johnny he plays baseball maybe you want to get him a custom cleat for the season that comes by or football that comes by um Enter this contest because how it works is you go to his page again. It's on deck customs on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, but go to his Instagram, look at his photos, find a cleat that you it pops out to you that you really like. Tag two friends on it. Okay, all I gotta do is tag two friends on them and follow him um, and follow him. And then what we'll, what will happen is you know Thursday morning or Wednesday night or whatever um, he will give us. He'll pick a winner, random winner. He'll give us the uh, username, and then on the podcast that day we will, or Thursday we will announce the winner, and then from there you can get again. If it doesn't have to be for you, if you're if you have a kid that's playing football, it's football seasons now, high school football is kicking up, and and if you want a custom cleat for your kid that's going that goes to school at uh, whatever, we're, Ramona, we're just saying local Riverside schools, but it can be anywhere. You want a custom cleat for him? Again, turnaround times like two weeks, three weeks. You give us a cleat and. He, we'll get you in contact with him and you guys can work out the design, whatever you want. He'll do it for free. So again, if you want a custom cleat, you want a custom shoe. I mean, just a shoe to walk, where to angel games or, or where to, again, to a football game or whatever. He could do that too. So again, um, all you gotta do is go to on deck customs on our, on his Instagram feed, go to our feed. If you, and we have, a uh, more details about the contest and the link and all that stuff. But, um, go there Follow him. You have to follow him. Tag two friends, and then that's how you enter the the, the drawing. And again, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you're already halfway there. Yeah. Because we're gonna announce it on the podcast only. We're not gonna do it on Instagram Live. Sorry, Instagram Live people. But you're gonna have to listen to the podcast. Um. And 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 that's when we'll put it out there. You listen. You you email us back or DM us back or however you want to contact us. And, and we'll go from there, and then we'll put you in contact. You guys work out whatever you want to get done. But, again, you supply the shoe, you supply the cleat, but he'll do all the work, whatever you can think of. Or maybe you, you have trouble thinking of an idea, you guys can talk back and forth, and maybe he can help you with um, ideas or what you want to put on the cleat. So that's kind of what we're doing right now. So, again, go to On Deck Customs. Um, it's on our Instagram li- Our Instagram uh, story. We'll post some more stuff throughout the week so you guys don't forget. But Thursday, we'll announce the winner.
1: There you have it. Perfect opportunity. No reason why not. It's to free. Do it. yeah. All you gotta do is
2: provide a shoe or a cleat. But again, if you if you're playing a sport or if your kid's playing a sport, there's a good chance you're gonna have to buy those cleats anyway. So might as well yeah. might as well buy, you know, buy an all white one and give it to him and let him do his work on it and so you have the best cleats out there on the team. Well, uh Deion Sanders, what do you say look good look good, play good? Yeah. No, what was it? Look good, feel good, play good. There you go.
1: Easy money, easy money. So yeah, I mean, no reason not to. Get on there. Do what you got to do. Uh, next week, like you said, Thursday off day. More than likely, that's the day we're going to record.
2: The question is, will Chris
1: be I, I was just about to say that. Where we're going to be, I don't know. Will there be Curators Chronicles? TBD, I don't know. TBD. To be determined, yes, for sure. But anyway, I mean, I ain't got. I don't have anything else other than you guys want to email us. It's at podcast at gmail.com. That's podcast at gmail.com. And like uh, Daniel said on uh, Twitter and instagram it's the same thing halo underscore haven uh that's gonna wrap it up for us this week you have listened to another edition of the all angels podcast i'm johnny mags
2: i'm down garcia
1: catch you next week
0: More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
3: A new year is a new chance to focus on you. You're probably already picturing yourself struggling at the gym, but not all self-help has to mean suffering. Squeeze.com is making it easier than ever to elevate your wellness by delivering a juice cleanse right to your doorstep. It's the easiest juice cleanse you'll ever do that may aid in weight loss, eliminating bloating, clearing your skin, boosting your energy levels, improving sleep, and breaking bad eating habits. Meet all your health goals from the comfort of your home. Get free same-day local delivery or fast free delivery nationwide with code WONDERY today at squeezed.com.